Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and you thought I was going to say he's my co-host, Ethan Carter, but that's not the case this week because Ethan is being honored in Rwanda for his charity work the last time he was there. And I had to go find myself another co-host. So I dug deep into the history of this podcast. I went back 10 whole episodes and said, hey, would you like to be a co-host with me tonight? And he's like, sure. So I have the one and only Kit Clever from Skilltree. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. This is probably one of the largest mistakes you've made, but that'll teach him to go to Rwanda. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really funny. I got asked tonight, and I won't say who asked, but it was just kind of funny the way she asked it. She said, so are you auditioning a replace? I'm like, no, I'm not auditioning a replace. Stop it. Don't try to sow discord. (laughs) There is, first of all, there is absolutely no replacing this man, so. No. No, I mean, he, hey, he's been there since episode 11, as everyone who listens to this podcast is absolutely tired of hearing about and will probably cross off the spot on their bingo card right now. So so what have you been up to, buddy? Oh, man, the world. You know, um, I've been making a lot of it's, it's interesting because when I get asked that question often by like friends and coworkers, I cannot come up with an answer. They're like, what have you been up to? I'm like, huh, I have to go back in like my YouTube history. What have I been up to? Um, Because the the channel eats my life. If I'm not working, I'm working on that. So well, yeah, well, telling your friends at work that you're making a full leather bustier would probably be a little (laughs) bit strange. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's interesting because it's it's an all or nothing proposition. If I if I say what I do, I have to explain it all because their minds automatically go to like whips and chains and leather daddy stuff um which cool i should cover that on my show the, the ratings would definitely go up i think you never know uh, yeah yeah but uh, how about yourself what have you been up to oh just trying to keep above water actually this weekend i i was i spent some time with um al from new york woodworks and we um i gave him a crash course in using his new camera and uh taking good product photography. Thank you, Tabitha Park, for all you've taught me over the last couple of years. Because I mention, uh, you you introduced me to that, by the way, and she is incredible. She is one of the best, just one of the best teachers I've ever seen. And I've learned, I've learned well enough from her that I've been able to teach other people. And that to me is like, that's killer. Like that means you're a good, if you could teach someone, I mean, I wasn't at zero. I knew how to use a camera. But I wasn't, you know, product photography is a whole different ball game, And, you know, it's just it's if you can learn something well enough to teach it from somebody, then that person's a damn good teacher. And she's definitely one of the best for sure. Yeah, it, so. it's unfortunate, though, because it's so good that now I second guess everything I do with the camera because I stop and I'm just like, no, wait, this isn't perfect yet. And uh, yeah, that's, last thing you need to do is show me a, a road to perfection. Now that's all I'll pursue. It's awful. Oh, it's 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 crazy because I I'm noticing like I'm editing in camera now, which I never mm-hmm. used to do. My editing used to be like I don't care, just grab the image, figure it out later. Now it's like uh, I do some sometimes if I'm in the mood, like if I have the time and I can set up the shot, I'll take the extra second or two and set up the shot the right way so that I don't have to edit later. And what a time saver that ended up being. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> right? We have a, we actually do have a guest. Um, one of, one of my favorite things is when people just blow, blow my mind. And 
so this guest actually has blown my mind so many times with the work that she does. Um, I've never seen just this level of artistic ability in wood. It, it, that's the only way I can put it. Like the stuff that she makes is so cool and it's so, it just so, it's so punchy and poppy and she's also really cool and that helps, you know, it's nice when you're a decent person and you actually make decent stuff. It's like, Oh, well, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to say too, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there and say not just artistic ability and what, but artistic ability full stop because the paintings that are done on her pieces are like oh. beautiful, incredibly well done. I believe the most recent one that she finished, I actually put in my stories and I said, this woman is a wizard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wizard is about the only word I would use yeah. to describe her. And of course, I'm talking about the one and only Tiff Marshawn from Night Carver Designs. Hi, Tiff. How you doing? Welcome. Hi. I'm blushing. That's what I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, I mean, it's that that pizza dude sign. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I it's, love that. It's just I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. I just I, boxed it up today, man. <laughs> what a beast was that thing to pack up? <laughs> Wait, it's so, packed packed up. Are you shipping that? I'm shipping that to Arizona. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'd be panicking. Yeah. Oh man, I I spent I think 45 minutes just wrapping it in bubble wrap and paper and just like securing corners. And then customizing a box for it because it's an odd size. It's 29 inches by 29 inches. So <laughs> I took oh, a big wow. old Michael's box I had and kind of like took a knife to it today and a lot of tape. Oh, I'd be, I'd be so scared. What are you? Oh, for sure I am. Oh. <laughs> and and I, you know, it was great. It was watching you over the course of you doing it, um, watching your stories and watching you just do the painting. And I felt like you were painting this thing. Probably as long as I've known you, this was probably the most time I've seen you spend painting something. I think this is probably up there as far as painting hours, right? Yeah. There was about 10 hours of painting and it. I did it for every night during like a work week. So after the kids went to bed, I painted for about two hours every night on it. Oh man. It's just, <laughs> but it I, needed it. It's so big, you know, that like there were so many details I had to get in there. Well that that's something that's like immediately noticeable about your stuff is the scale of it. Like you don't really do smalls. I mean you do, but your stuff is so big. <laughs> Small is hard because like when you're carving mm -hmm. to get those details in there, you have to go for a bigger image. Otherwise it's just gonna not pop it's, it's gonna look silly i don't know it just wouldn't have the same impact so i do find that i prefer a 24 by 24 size like that's my desired size <laughs> it I, is <laughs> i'm looking at the sign and one of our one of um one of my friends mark the uh grumpy wood <laughs> grumpy woodchucker oh, I know mark. <laughs> he just the comment on the thing just goes good lord that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about the art. Was this, um, you know, were you kind of giving free range over like, I kind of want something Ninja Turtles or do they send you this awesome deep cut from the 1980s movie saying pizza dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. He sent me an image that he had found on the internet that um, kind of had all the weapons on it and a slice of pizza. It didn't have like the saying or the belt or anything like that. And he said, is there any way that you can do something like this and then incorporate 
you know, pizza dude's got 30 seconds to it. <laughs> so per- that's the yeah, only way you, you say, say it perfectly it. too. I hear yeah. it in my head. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, yes. You have to, like, that's, you know, yeah, when you're reading it, you're thinking just like that. So, yeah, so, so he just gave me that. And I actually nailed it on the first draft, which is rare. I usually usually have a, a few drafts that I do. Um, I designed an illustrator. So I kind of like scoured Etsy and tried to find like all the tools that were like, our weapons that were already drawn out for me that I could kind of like mix and mingle and edit together. And then just played an illustrator for, I think it took about an hour and a half, two hours just to design it itself. And then got the approval to carve it. I I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed at how something goes from basically a slab of wood to carved. And for someone like me, that would be like, okay, that's cool, but nobody would actually buy that. Like, even though it's carved, like my carved stuff, it, you know, I don't paint. I, I just don't. And then I watch you just bring it to life and it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now and I can't get over the amount of depth that you get just with changing colors. I know that's painting. I get it. It's painting. <laughs> yes. I understand the way painting works, but to see it in front of you, it just, it, it's mind-boggling. This thing is, I'm telling you, this has to be my favorite thing that I've ever oh, seen you make. Thank you. I, I felt like really attached to it. Like I wanted to play with different things. Like I did a lot of dots, which I don't usually do on my pieces mm-hmm. and like small short lines, but I kind of wanted to give it that real like comic booky feel to it. So I played around and experimented a little bit. It does have that inked feel to it. Like, yeah. Even- Man, the, that one and your um the manhole cover too with the teenage oh, mutant yes. oh <laughs> my so, god um i it took me a second where i'm just like is this just an image or is this actually carved and then i go <laughs> scroll further and i'm like wow that is really cool you got well, um funny you the, say the, that because i had to post a video so people would see the depth of it because it does like you, you can't tell it's carved because there's so many like so much going on with it no no exactly that i couldn't tell it was like it looks like you you made it look like it had depth artistically like it looks like you you shaded it just so or whatever but then i see that it actually has depth i'm like that is incredible it really is incredible <laughs> that's really cool you yeah. you seem i i think if i had to say like what is tiff into I feel like Ninja Turtles and Friday the 13th would be like at the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, how far off am I or am I dead on? That's an interesting Venn diagram, too. <laughs> right. yeah. Your lap is very interesting. Which is funny, though. It's, I actually like the Halloween series better, but Jason is just so fun to paint and like all the care. Like, you just can go so far with him. And I live on a pond, so I like to play with that. And ah. I've been like kind of theming my house very Jason themed because of that. I do love them, but Michael Myers does like have a soft spot in my heart. Oh, isn't the Venn diagram there? Isn't that just Casey Jones? Isn't he the exact center of those two spaces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one. So it's true. nice. We have three Ninja Turtle fans in the room. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so cool. Like I love the way you bring like you bring your own style and your painting style and you have your own you have a very colorful and very comic booky and hand-drawn art style to what you do. And you bring it to pop culture that, you know, I feel like we're probably, pre- I won't, I won't be impolite and ask you your age, but I feel like we're probably <laughs> pretty close age because we, again, like I said last week, you know, I'm 39. It's okay. I have no, okay. So we age. are pretty close then. <laughs> we are pretty close. I'm only slightly yeah. older than you. I'm 45, but <laughs> it's, 
you do have a you do have a distinct way of making all this stuff that everyone's familiar with still look like your own. It's it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, cool like style. it's a touchy area too because you know you want to try to avoid like the big copywritten issue. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid putting anything that's like a logo or like the exactness, and I try to play with it and make it my style and and feature other things from the movies like the props and stuff. Like why not? Like it's just something fun to focus on. Yeah, that's what I've I've kind of enjoyed like the the subtle stuff. Like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't make like a night rider thing, but I did end up like drawing out the the night industries logo. Exactly. Somebody would recognize a fan of the show would totally recognize that. And it doesn't have to be, hey, this is Knight Rider, you know? It's mm-hmm. like that's the mm-hmm. Knight Industries logo and people understand what that is. So So to the to your point too, like I didn't notice that at first, but you're right. Is everything's the deep cuts, like the the Goonies one. It's our time down here. I, I love that, but you don't usually <laughs> see that. You'll see the Goonies, you'll see the, you yeah. know, um the 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 one eyed Willie, you'll see all that, but you don't see like just a key line where you read that, you know exactly what that's from. Mm-hmm. You, and the jaw sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I haven't posted it yet. That's tomorrow's post. Now you guys know. Um, <laughs> like you're gonna need a bigger boat. Like yeah, I like right. to focus yeah, on hears different that. parts you of hear. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What's cool is, I mean, yeah, it's cool to kind of straddle that line between. Like you're you're almost making fan art for the inside fans. Yeah. Like yeah. it. It's kind of cool. It's like it. You you you're not afraid to do like the the Ninja Turtles sewer cap. Okay, cool. But you're also doing like you know artistic interpretations i love the series you did with the mario the bad guys from mario oh like, thank you i get to stare at those every day <laughs> oh they are they're so... in my kids room <laughs> oh that's oh man so i gotta i gotta ask with all the stuff that you've made like do you have did you go to art school like what's what's your background and how did you how did you discover such a specific talent because you are called Knight Carver. You're not called cool artsy Instagrammer. So how did how did this all get started for you? Um, well, I've been drawing since I was a little kid. So I think I started drawing like four or five years old. Kind of like my son's doing right now. My son Ethan's very into it. So it's really cool to see. But um, my parents did like the craft show circuit. So my dad would go out to the garage and use a scroll saw and cut out things for my mom to paint. And she would just like go down there and I would like do the base coats for her and we'd have fun together. And I would learn how to shade, how to add texture for my mom. So she like, so I learned from her. So like growing up my whole life, she would get me like those how to draw books. And I like really focused on drawing when I was younger. I was really just into sketching and things like that. Um, And then in high school, like I didn't really take any art classes until senior year. And that was after I had already applied to like art school because I knew I just like I just knew I was going to be an artist and I just kind of never took it in school. I just practiced on my own. Wow. And it, and eventually, like uh, senior year in high school, I took every art class they offered. I took printmaking, sculpture, like everything that they had, um, graphic design, all those courses. And then I went to school as a fine art major. And then I had a focus in graphic design. Wow. And, and so what's interesting to me about that is that you are one of the few people that we've had that does this kind of stuff who actually has the formal education behind it. Usually it's just a passion project that people just get better and better at and turn into a thing. But for you, it was an actual 
you it was a passion, but then it was also the formal education to go along with it. Yes. Now, sadly, I don't use that for my day job, but um, I get <laughs> to use it works. here, which is really nice. Yeah. So, like, that's exciting. So, when I was younger, before I had the kids and, like, after college, well, I, I've had my current job. I've been there for, like, 14 years. I graduated, like, God, almost 20 years now. I graduated um, college in 2004. So like I just kind of worked my jobs, whatever I was working, and I would create at night always um, with my sister. We had a cake business, so I was a cake decorator for a while, and um, I would do just like a lot of watercolor paintings. I was very, very into watercolor, so I never like really ventured into wood too much um, until I started making these woodcut owls that I would do like um, different things of so it would always be an owl but maybe it was a zombie owl or a werewolf owl or I just obviously like the universal monsters like I was a big monster squad fan growing up oh so. yeah <laughs> I just I, happened across the wolfman from monster yeah. squad thing. I was like That's oh so monster squad yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still am a big monster squad fan so I actually went and saw like the wolfman's got nards documentary nards. Like, <laughs> yeah in sale of maps like I went and saw that there because I'm like I have to I have to go see that and where I was else like, would you see it <laughs> right <laughs> oh man I, I missed that I live pretty close to Salem too oh, I really? love Salem I, like I didn't even know that was there ago. Oh, yeah man at the Salem Horror Fest, yeah. Mm. I feel like yeah, I'm the only awesome. one that's not from Massachusetts in this place. We can all be cool. Jeez. Yeah. Well, at least I'm not a Yankee fan. So it's okay, right? You're not going to kill me anymore, right? You'd be okay if you were one. I don't care. Oh Yeah, I'm, I'm too much in my dungeon here to really ever watch anything anyway. So I, I, I didn't know. care less. Well, we I know used to Tim- be a big football fan at one time, but then I had kids. So I've never seen a game since. <laughs> yeah, that just kills it. It's, it's funny because I can just imagine like, you know, you know, Kit's down in his basement, you know, forging something out of leather. Tiff's in her basement painting something. Mm-hmm. Ethan's in his basement making something out of leather. And I'm in my basement playing with wood. And we're all just a bunch of basement dwellers. I mean, that, yeah. that's just the bottom line. <laughs> basement or in the garage, man. So I, I fucked the only places. different spaces. Yeah. <laughs> so you went from you when did you make the leap from all the graphic design stuff you knew how to do to you know digital cuz digital fabrication for a lot of people is like um a major barrier you know learning how to use a cnc and carving stuff that way and the other cool thing is that you don't just carve with the cnc like i've seen you carve with pretty much everything you can carve with so i'm kind of obsessed yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me that you can you know, you go, all right, fine. I'm going to do this one with the CNC. This one needs a hand touch. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, so you have a very wide range of skills, not just artistic skills, but like mechanical skills and woodworking skills. So thanks, man. Yeah. So after I had my kids, I had to stop doing the cake business with my sister. We were doing really well and it was just too hard. Like I couldn't like have a cake due on a Thursday and take care of these two. I have twin boys. And I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. So I stopped doing that. And I started making like um, wood burned growth charts. So like the ones that like the rulers, mm-hmm. that kind of got me touching wood a little bit. Um, and then I started getting orders like, hey, can you do something a little bit bigger? Or can you do this? And I'm, you know, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can do that. So I would just paint directly on the wood, like just the wood slab. 
And then on a trip to go see a Bruins game, I wasn't driving. I was just kind of like chilling in the back seat. I started searching Facebook for like the Facebook groups on hand routered signs because I always wanted to learn that. Like I would go to the Big E over here and I'd watch people in like their little wood shack at like they had their rented booth for 17 days and they would just carve signs live. And I'm like, that just looks so fun. Like I always want to do it. So I joined the group literally on that car ride. I bought myself like my first router. I was like buying all the stuff that people that were recommending in the group. They were like just sharing tips. I was like, just, you know, I had, I had an hour and a half. So I'm just searching around and I bought some tools. And the first sign I made was just the word believe. Cause I asked like on our cake page, Hey guys, I'm starting this, you know, what should I car first? And someone said, believe I'm not a religious person. So I did a, like a believe in Boston sign. So I used the Red Sox font and then I wrote the word believe on it. And, you know, I made mistakes on it or whatever. Um, but it came out pretty cool. So I saved that and that's in my house. So like, I'm glad I saved my very first like practice sign. And so I did that. I was hooked. I went to the store and grabbed the 24 inch round. You could see I started big. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and I got like, I was like just searching images and I found that octopus with the anchor. Mm-hmm. And then I like researched like sayings about like nautical sayings, and I got like a smooth sea never made a, a skilled sailor. And That's like a good so one. I put that, I, isn't that a good quote? That's a really good one. I feel like that really like blended in together, like having that quote with the like the kraken or octopus, whatever you want to call it, like you know grabbing the anchor. So I thought it, like it just had like a good fight to it, like it just had a nice theme. And that is the very first thing that I carved. And and once I got it done, I like followed all the steps that I had learned on the Facebook group. And I sprayed my marsh ink instead of using spray paint because everyone said the marsh ink like comes off a lot easier and it doesn't like seep into the pores. So I did that. I sanded it off. And then I just sit there and I stared at it like, I just did this. Like, this is awesome. I just made this thing. <laughs> And then I was so afraid to paint it because like it had been a long time since I had painted something like that. And like, I've never carved anything like that. But then right when I started painting it, I'm like, yeah, this is what I've been meant to do. Like this is just, <laughs> it meant, it was meant to be because it's just so fun to like paint these raised images, you know, like it's just really cool. Have you ever finished one and gone, Oh, this is so good. I really don't want to part with this. Like, I want to keep this for myself and just say, oh, it got screwed up on the way. Or is it- <laughs> Yeah, like this one I'm sitting out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that my husband keeps trying to say, where, where is mine? Where's mine, Tiff? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Man, I, must- I love that moment you just described, too, though, that when you've made a thing and you stop and you go, I just made that. Like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's yeah. That's a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah I, I just kept staring at it. <laughs> those are the moments. Those are the moments that make you want to keep making stuff. Like if yeah. if everything you make is like, oh, okay, this is out. Okay, what's on? I'm, if you're constantly assembly line onto the next thing, I mean, yeah, you'll you'll you can run a business that way, but you'll you're gonna burn out on it real quick. Like I can't imagine only being that. Like even even when, yeah. even making the same kind of things. Like I make a lot of cutting boards. I make a lot of coasters. And even doing that, it's like I still get that that little bit of in my stomach where I go, "Oh, this is so pretty. I'm so happy with this." You know, it never gets it never gets old, even though it's kind of the same thing over and over again. But the I feel wood grain's like, always going to be different. Something's yeah. going to hit just right. Oh, this one had this cool coloring in it. Like, 
there's little things to look forward to when it comes to that. Totally. And you know, you, you have, have you ever had like that moment of inspiration where it's just like, I got to go make this like I, or you have your laptop handy and you just sit there and what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Just, just, just <laughs> on my laptop. And you're an illustrator just going, nope, no, I'm not doing nothing. I'm, I'm making the next thing I'm carving right now. <laughs> oh, for sure. When I first started too. Yeah. I would be at work and just be thinking in my head what I was going to create later. Or I'd be like writing little notes. Like when you get home, this quote, you want to do this quote, <laughs> you know, so I would spend like, and I tell that people ask me, how do I get so much done if I'm only doing this an hour or two a day? And I'm like, I think about it all day mm-hmm. long. Like, that's the only thing I want to do is like, I love my kids and stuff, but I can't wait till they go to bed so I can go out to and like do something, you know, I'm like, my job sometimes, is very boring and I just need to create. <laughs> sometimes the execution is the easy part. It's the thinking out how you're going to do mm. a thing. That's the hard bit. So once you've got it kind of all planned out, it's just doing it. Your muscles remember how to do these mm-hmm. movements or whatever, or what you're going to do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the planning's hard. Do the boys, are the boys like participating? Are you starting to teach them a little? I know they're young, but like, have you brought them in and let them quote help? Because that was something my dad, my dad was a carpenter and, I would help. And that means I would get a piece of wood and a hammer and I would just sit there and whack on that piece of wood while he was doing actual stuff. But (laughs) have they, are they involved in any way? Have you introduced them to the shop in any way yet or? So what we'll do is we'll come downstairs and we've made a few projects together. I always have them come sit with me and say, okay, what are we designing today? And they'll tell me, okay, today I want a fire truck. Okay, great. So we'll go and, you know, Etsy is my best friend. Etsy makes my life a lot easier. (laughs) And I'll search fire truck SVGs, you know, and Mm -hmm. okay, great. We have this fire truck. Now what do we want to do? We want to add a thing? Yeah, okay. And then I'll go get a board and I'll have them kind of pre-paint it because they are young. So I'll just let them go wild and then I'll carve the image into that. So that way it looks perfect. Like for my sanity, it looks nice and crisp (laughs) and clean. But the painting underneath was them. Like, they got to make that. So we we do projects like that, or I'll cut something out on a scroll saw for them and just let them paint it wild. So I've been been introducing them. But it's so funny because, like, I'll try to show them what I'm doing, and all they want to do is just vacuum the floor. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, shop backs are cool, the kids. Wow, that's that's actually kind of good, though, because then you get two of them. That's like I need a group of those just to come to my house while I work and clean up behind me. It's great. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love, I love looking at the stuff that you, I like that you've done so much on Instagram. Like you were talking about the believe sign and I went all the way back and it's in your Instagram feed. Like you've been Instagramming pretty much since the start. It seems like. I, so what I did is I threw a bunch when I first switched over onto the Instagram platform. Cause at mm-hmm. first I was doing Facebook and my, my husband was supposed to manage the Instagram, but he is not a social media guy at all. <laughs> so he wasn't posting. And I'm like, oh, babe, you're going to post this for me later? Uh, so then eventually I'm like, all right, I got to download Instagram and do this. Because we at first when we started this, it was going to be something that we were going to do together. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't have a desire for it. He wasn't into it. So it kind of just turned to just me, which was totally fine. I, I much prefer having the quiet time for myself <laughs> and not bumping into somebody <laughs> all day. Oh man! <laughs> so for you, your shop really is your Zen place. Then, like, oh yeah, wow! I love it. Mm-hmm. I I love that. I 
I totally relate to that. So it's nice when you hear other people say the same thing. It's like, yeah, it, it is. It's the place where I can go. It's just me. I know that solitude gets old for some people. It never gets old for me. I, I love it. I love being down in the shop where it's just me. And as frantic as I want to be, I'm alone. And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I'll say, like during this whole pandemic I, I knew a lot of people who were having a lot of trouble with the solitude mm -hmm. um that was never a bother to me i'm like there's <laughs> finally a time like i can i can make stuff i have all the time in the world and then you Just break your glasses <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly oh there was time <laughs> oh man seriously a hundred percent i have been enjoying it as much as yeah. people have not been i'm like yeah i get to be home with my tools okay Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think on balance, I think I did enjoy it. I mean, I miss, I miss just hanging out with people and going out. And, oh yeah, absolutely. And I miss it. But I think if I just had to weigh everything all together, no, I actually, I did, I had a really good year as far as my shop goes. I had more, I was more productive than I've ever been in my life in my shop. So I think. I think that's a lot of people that do what we do are probably thinking, yeah, it was, it was rough, but it was productive. <laughs> Seriously. It's, ever since I really kind of got into the channel, um, I find that whenever I'm not doing things that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, like work I need to get done, it, it, it kind of stresses me out. So now I just have a perfect reason. Like, no, we can't go out tonight. It's a pandemic. There's nowhere to go. So... I'm going to go back downstairs and work. <laughs> the, per the, the perpetual pandemic so that you never have to ever do anything but work in your basement ever again. <laughs> it's good for everybody else to get out. I feel better for everyone else. Yeah, yeah you guys go out. Go go yeah. ahead. No, you go. Well, that's go. fine. Uh, it's, I'll catch up. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I, I do... I do really appreciate the variety of tools that you use. And I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that you're doing all the stuff you do with an X carve. Yeah. So everybody that's like, I need, you know, these high end, like the, 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 the shark and avid and Shopbot, And you're like, yep. And here I am cranking things out with an X carve. <laughs> And it's just, Believe it's me, a, I'd like a fancier one. <laughs> of course. I mean, I feel like everybody, right? If you have anything, you always want the better thing, but it does kind of demonstrate that you can get in on the entry level and still mm -hmm. do some pretty amazing stuff. A hundred percent. It's you who is your limit. You know, you create your own limits. So like, if you're willing to push it and see, I'm using easel pro too. I'm like, I'm not even using V car software. Like mm -hmm. I'm not shouting out the bucks for, I'm going the basics here. And, um, you can get a lot done. And if you have the, uh, see, I always, I've had that discussion with people and it's like, I find it hard. I probably one day am going to have to upgrade my software for my CNC at some point. I imagine I will hit that wall eventually, but the reality is everything I design, I either design in fusion or I design it in illustrator. And it's like, well, that's most of what all these expensive things do. It's the design part. Well, I'm not using any of the design features of what my CNC comes with. I'm just making tool paths. That's all I do. Mm -hmm. I put it in there. I make tool paths and I cut it, but it's already in there. Like it's, yeah, it's also the both of you. I want a CNC machine real bad. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty transformative. It's the one thing that people forget and, you know, Tiff, you'll probably end up agreeing with me on this one. The one thing that people forget is the reputation that these machines have where you just push a button and it does a thing. 
is not at all the way it actually works. No. You have to understand to software and you have to be able to actually make a design that will cut to get it to actually do anything. People think it's a magic machine that you put a piece of wood on and you have a product 20 minutes later. And that's just not the way it works. Right. Yeah, that was everybody be making a business out of it, right? Yeah, basically. It's simple. Totally. I, I feel like, you know, it's funny though. I say that, but then on the flip side, I feel like the Glowforge is about as close to that as you can get where it will pretty much just, if you have an image of anything, you can turn it into something you can cut. Like CNCs require a little finesse. You got to understand speeds and feeds at least a little bit. You have to understand tool path thing. You have to understand the different kinds of tool paths. And And even when you understand it, sometimes the CNC just gets angry at you and burrs a hole into something. Yeah, what the hell? So happened to me yesterday. I know. I saw your stories and you're just pointing. There's just a hole in the It's like, what is going on? It's sad if I don't restart my computer before I launch the CNC, something like that happens and I should have done it. And I just like, oh, look, the computer's on. And I just fired it. And I'm like, I think I know what happened. I didn't restart everything. <laughs> uh, it's a oh. new computer too, but like, just, that's just the way like X-Carve is kind of temperamental or it could just be that computer I bought. I don't know. But my dad that's, actually that's... is a hero and like drilled out those holes and took some scrap wood he had threw it on his lace like the scrap cedar because he does the glue ups for me mm-hmm. and he made two little like fillers for the for those holes that i bore in there and i'm gonna try to carve it tomorrow to see if it like is gonna work otherwise i'm gonna have to go get new wood <laughs> and you're gonna restart your computer first right yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that's great about it like we you only you have to screw it you have to screw up various things Mm-hmm. But you only have to screw them up once and you will never do it again. <laughs> like it's just not happening. Absolutely. But yeah. That's uh 3D printers, man. Three that that's the same type of thing. Mine is so temperamental. Um, I've spent the time in design this really awesome like zombie gorilla mask thing for the around the Halloween time. Um, and the reason that was never an episode is because every time it was just about done, it just decided to go, nope. And then she started <laughs> dropping ro- like plastic in the wrong places and kicking things around. And I have no idea to this day what I'm doing wrong, but I can print <laughs> other things fine. That one thing is like, no, you will never I have this. have a piece just like that. I tried carving it like five times and I said, this piece is not happening. It's just not happening. Cursed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, this is a cursed illustration. I can't do it. <laughs> It's you know it's really interesting it's it's interesting that we're having this discussion because this is something I've gone through also where you you'll start something and you'll have all the motivation and enthusiasm and it fails and you go all right I can recover from one failure mm-hmm. and you fail again mm-hmm. and after I I I have a project um I've told the story but I took Leo Laporte's um Leo Laporte where did that name come from Jesus Steve Ramsey um, I took his weekend woodworker course back in 2017. That's what got me into woodworking. I took his course and the last project I never finished it was for two reasons. One, once people saw that I was doing woodworking, they started asking me to make them stuff, which was kind of cool. But number two, I screwed up that last project like three times. I actually screwed it up once and I said, you know what? To hell with it. I'm just going to remake it from scratch. I screwed it up so bad the second time that I just took all the wood I brought it to my cousin's house and let them burn it in their fire pit. And I never thought about it again. I'm like, I'm not making this. 
I don't need to prove anything. I don't need the certificate. I've already done enough with this course. I'm not making this. <laughs> Sometimes you just uh, got to know when to punch out, right? Like it's yeah. it's okay to just go, yeah, this is not going to work. Like I'm not going to get this one done. It's not going to happen. That was me with smelting. I, I went through the whole thing. I, I melted all the metals. I made a little little foundry. I melted all the metals. I got the you know the green sand in order to make the the molds for it and everything. Um, and it was right down like all of my episodes. It was right down to the wire. I was shooting it for that week's episode. And I, I started at 6 a.m. going to make them. And it was almost midnight by the time I was just kicking the thing, being like, we're never happening. We're done here. It's going to light things on fire. I hate this thing. <laughs> so upset. Have you guys ever, either one of you ever just started one and gone, oh, I bit off way more than I can chew with this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all had those moments. Sure. <laughs> Did you? So... The question is then, did that project get, did the project get finished or was it like, oh, this is way more and nah, this isn't going to get, it's just not, nope, not today. They always get finished. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For me at least, I pushed through. I had one, I I see, I was just trying to scroll to see if I could find it to talk about. So January 23rd is like when I posted it in 2019 of like what I got like the order of and it's like this very like feathery whimsical illustration that was going for like um a lady who like reads people's you know auras and all that stuff and mm-hmm. it's so fragile and delicate and it had to be carved <laughs> and that was <laughs> one of the biggest challenges ever i finished it. i'm trying to look here i did get it finished february 26th of 2019 <laughs> i did get it done wow but you know, you know I it was like, traumatic. You can name this? the exact date. I'm looking at it. I, I'm cheating. I'm okay. cheating. I'm totally stalking myself right now. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm sorry. I finished it March 9th, so it took two months. But like, wow, because I just kept touching it here and there, like through other things, and it got done. But oh my god, that was one of the most confusing illustrations I've ever done. That's that's remarkable, though. Like a two. Wow, two months. It's how do you how do you maintain interest in finishing something when it takes that long? Because I'm not gonna lie, I've had customer work, like actual customer work that nice people that have paid me in the past and I've started new stuff for them, like nice people who have asked me to do something and I'm like, yeah, no problem. And it just proves to be a little more than I expected. And there have been times where I'll just punch out on it for like weeks before I can go back to it. I don't even understand how you push through to the end on stuff like that. Like, <laughs> well, I, I usually have a few projects going at once. So I usually try to be like working on like four to five things ah. so I can rotate through them. So that's how I kind of stay interested. That's like, actually, that's probably good advice, actually. Yeah. To, to yeah. Just when you're punching out on one, have another one that you can work on in the meantime and then return. Yeah, like today I'm going to carve. Then I feel like painting, you know, so like they'll mm-hmm. be in different stages so I can bounce through them. Like today I'm like after WeChat, I have to do shipping and then hopefully a little bit of painting, but I don't know if I'll get to it. We'll be honest. Oh, but yeah, sure. I, I kind of just kind of bounce back and forth through things. Do you, I noticed you have one of the things I, I find most impressive is that you have stuff in like 
stores like it's not just you're not just doing like craft shows like you have stuff in stores you do the you do the craft shows you take commissions you've really turned this into a pretty legitimate business what you're doing thanks yeah i actually just uh was i'd like to chat with people i'm sorry i cut off your question no i was i was just wondering like (laughs) was that always was that kind of always in the back of your mind you like you wanted to did, so usually when people start a business doing stuff like this, it's they started because they had a creative urge and then it became a business. And then there are other people who are like, no, I'm turning this into a business and I just need to figure out what's going to sell. Which yep, way did me. it kind of go for you? The second. Absolutely. Really? So I, I very much like it's going to be a business. Everything's going to be a business. I mm-hmm. come from a very hustle mentality from like just my parents, like, they did their, you know, craft fairs. They did all the things they could do in apartment buildings. They constantly hustled. They worked full time and they did like apartment buildings on the side. So like I was never raised to sit around and not do anything and not try to earn more money or do something. So my goal has always been to eventually do this full time one day. Just mm-hmm. having kids definitely through like a lot of hiccups <laughs> throughout it. But um, yeah, this the goal still is hopefully one day just be full time and maybe work somewhere else part time. But I definitely don't want to be doing like the full day every day job anymore. Wow. Yeah. All right. I I I love that by the way because that's kind of my goal too is to yeah you know, I want to do what I'm doing on the weekends full time. Like that's mm-hmm. that's where I want to be. I I love doing it. It's. You know, I always ask, we used to ask people all the time what fulfillment meant for them. And the answer was always the same. It was always, you know, if somebody makes something I taught them how to make or tells me that I inspired them, then I feel fulfilled. But for me, fulfillment has always been, you know, I want to be at the point where I can do what I love for myself and make money mm-hmm. doing it. Like, and even r- right now, it's a side hustle for me. And I, it's the thing that I love doing the most. I love to go down to my shop. I love, I love the process. I love this, the quoting, the designing, the, sh- I even like the shipping cause it's just something that I know how to do. And it's, wait, I you just, like to quote, you like oh, the I, pricing? I do. I do. And <laughs> I like, I like that discussion. I like the discussion part of it because there have been times and I got advice. I've gotten advice from people in the past where it's like, your prices are too low. You need to bump them up a little bit. And I've gotten more confident to where I'm like, no, you know what? This is, this is the price of it. And I almost, I'm almost not getting nose to the point where I'm almost going to take John Malecki's advice, where if your answer, if the answer is never no, when you give someone a price, then you're not charging enough. And (laughs) I'm starting to feel like maybe I do need to start charging a little more, but that's why I like it because it always surprises me how much people are willing to pay for something I made. Cause I mean, I'm nobody. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not a big brand. I'm not a monster in the industry or anything. Same but, here, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a basement dweller. Come on. I don't know what either of you are charging, but charge more. Um, <laughs> I mean, both, both both of your work. I mean, I'm just I'm just getting to know your work, Tiff. But you know, f- following um, Vince, your work is just incredible. Um, oh, thanks. Man. Every time I see stuff you put out there, I'm like, damn, he does good good work. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I was no, really impressed. I was thinking, I always think that, you know, I, I just, it's funny kid. Cause I just watched your video before we started and I'm like, my dude is becoming just an artisan when it comes to leather. You made the, um, the cuff 
the cuff bag, the cuff the other um, was it last week with the tools? Oh yeah, and I was like, <laughs> from my necessity is, project. Yeah, that is so freaking cool. Like I've seen those before, but you know, you could buy those with the magnets in them, and they're usually made out of nylon. And mm-hmm. you go and make this like complete artisanal just cuff with tools and magnets, and you're like, I know this is a little over the top, and I'm like, yeah, but go for it, go for it. Just- Go yeah, for it. just don't go near me with a pacemaker or anything. Those magnets are a bit much. Uh, just, <laughs> they're a little ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I think to what you guys were talking about before and, and kind of making it your your livelihood, I think there's that saying that the, you're, the real person you are is who you are when nobody else is around. Mm. Um, and and makers are the type of people who, they, when nobody else is around, they sit and they make a thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's what we do. So to be able to do that and make a living off of that, um, especially when you get to be as creative as, I mean, like I'm looking at the art. Even if even if somebody here gives you the design, you're still artistically putting the shading in. You're you're making it your own style because um, that's what they're paying for. They're paying for your style, mm-hmm. and I think that's so cool. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, that, it's gotten cool really make a living. neat. Um, with finally branching out and doing things that I like, people mm. are starting to put orders in for things that are very similar to my passions. So it makes oh, it boy. even more exciting. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Okay. You know, like <laughs> today I get to make a giant Ninja Turtle shell. Like, all right. <laughs> or it's funny. It's kind now. of a, if you build it, they will come mentality, right? Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> we, we, I end up talking to like a lot of people who are looking to get into YouTube and stuff. And they're like, you know, what should I do? Should I do this particular niche? Cause it's real popular right now. Or should I do this? I'm like, do the thing you love doing because mm-hmm. there are times where it's going to be terrible right. and you are not going to want to do it. And you need that passion that's going to carry you through it. And eventually the other people who like this junk, and I swear to God, they're out there are going to come <laughs> because you're the one doing it. And then they're going to specifically ask for things in your style because that's why they came. They like what you're doing. Um, yeah. I'm always interested. I'm always interested in the the differentiation for, so for someone like, I think one of the things that I find most interesting is how the three of us are approaching this from very, I mean, Tiff and I are a little closer than Tiff and I and you, Kit, because you are you are a content creator. Like that is your primary. You you make stuff, but it's primarily content, right? Your 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 thing is content creation. You make a very slickly produced YouTube channel that makes really cool stuff. For me, Instagram is black magic to me. <laughs> <laughs> but for, I, I'm looking at your your well positioned, like your whole page. I'm looking at like this page right now. I just I want to keep scrolling down because everything's interesting. Um, man, I just can't put together a good <laughs> Instagram page to save my life. It's terrible. It's it's hard, right? And that's that's it's the hard. Funny yeah, thing. like you're really good at YouTube. I'm really terrible at YouTube. I I I. I think it's probably because I'm just not interested in being on YouTube. And the only time I'm ever interested is when something gets a little bit of traction. I get very excited. It's like, <laughs> I, it's, yes, oh, hi. this is so cool. Like something's taking off and I care about YouTube now. And I'm already thinking about the next YouTube video. It's like, you're never going to make a YouTube video. Just stop. <laughs> like you're not going <laughs> to do it. You know, all these plans, you have this plan while that one video that's two years old is doing really, really well out of nowhere. Like that's why you have this plan. Come back to me in a month when no one's watching it anymore and tell me you still care about YouTube, but then maybe we'll have a conversation. 
Yeah. So I think it it's funny because a lot of the times I'm with my making and stuff, people are like, well, what's your favorite thing to make or whatever? And and my favorite thing to make is videos. Um, <laughs> right. that's, that's why I'm I'm enjoying this because it's like I like in my free time where I'm not making videos or whatever, I'd be making all the junk that I'm making, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't be finished. Um, I'd start making things because I'm very scatterbrained that way. I'll like a thing and I'll I'll learn how to do it. And then once I figure out I know how to do it, I stop, I lose interest in it and I move on to the next thing. God, um, you and Grant Alexander, I swear every time somebody says that, I think of Grant because he hates making something more than once. Like yeah. that's his thing. He hates making something more than once. Um, but I have to to finish the video. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Good motivation. Tiff, mm-hmm. do, you, do you actually... I mean, I, I've been, I've, like I said, I've been following you for a long time. So I, but I, and I've been through your feed a few times. I see stuff that's like close, but you rarely, I don't think you, I mean, I could be wrong and I could just be missing them, but you don't really make things more than once. I change it if I do, unless mm-hmm. somebody asks particularly to have something remade, I will do it. You know, I don't, I'm not having anything against it, mm-hmm. but if it's just, I want to do that design again, cause I really liked it. I always do it differently, whether it's just like changing the colors or instead of just doing something as a silhouette, hey, maybe I want to add some details into it. And I'm thinking in particular, like a Lost Boy piece that I've done three I, times now. I'm and staring I like, at it now. I love that, that so piece funny. so much. I was about to say, all right, you have a Lost Boys piece in here that I absolutely That's love. That's something I haven't dipped in. I have a huge oh, God, passion for the thing. Lost Boys. So, so it'll good. happen. Yeah. Man, I might have to commission you for it. <laughs> and some Buffy stuff is coming too. I just haven't had time to do it. I feel like I, I was like I showed the drawings that I made a long time ago, probably like five, six months ago, and I haven't had the chance to actually carve. I'm like, you guys don't even know how many things. Like, I'll just come and I'll just like want to design an illustrator one night, and I'll make a bunch of like templates up, and then I never actually execute them because I don't have the time. I have to like concentrate on the orders like that's a, a real battle with me is i want to i want to keep the custom orders coming in mm-hmm. but i also want to have time to make stuff to sell at like you said the, the comic book store or i actually just got a deal like it's a trial run with a um the glass warehouse in california so it they sell bongs and they want to start selling art because they saw that i make 420 themed art Oh boy. So, yeah. So I'll be getting into like the pot scene, the cannabis scene, and I'm super excited about it because cannabis themed weddings, they need custom art. So I've been like talking to people and trying to expand to other realms and try. So I'll be flying some art to California soon. Wow. Nice. I, I love, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not just because you're my friend, but your hustle is remarkable. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's Thank almost you. shaming, to be honest. I no, like, I'm overwhelmed, though, guys. Like, I have a great hustle, but I can't do it all, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever considered, like, have you ever considered, like, kind of, I don't know, I don't know, I guess brokering commissions? Like, you get a commit and you, like, kind of two-step it with somebody you trust and have them do some of the work? Or is it just like, nope, it has to be Tiff doing it, it has to be Tiff's touch, or... If I could find someone local who would have run the CNC for me, I would be all for it. Because if I had a pile of carvings that just like, okay, great, they're already carved. Now I can go in and maybe I want to add some more hand routing to it. Maybe I'm going to power carve it. But just the shells, I would be ecstatic because then that just speeds up the process and I'd have a lot more made. 
Wow. Okay. So you would be open to it if it if it was. Oh if yeah. It, oh wow. But they'd have to have the same quality, you know, like they'd have to have, you know, carbon. But I could do that. Like the thing is, like I would set it all up in an easel, and they would just have to put the wood on the damn thing and be in the room and let it run. You know. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that, that's. I mean, it, it's kind of cool that you're at a point where that would be something practical for you to do. I mean, I I I admire the hell out of that because I would love to be able to just go. Yeah, listen, I need strips. I need lots of strips that I got to glue mm-hmm. together. So can I just hire you to come in for like a day and just sit on my table saw and give me just kits to make boards with? Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> I actually did that to my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I have these big blocks of wood. So, okay, I'm a big person on like salvaging wood that would otherwise just end up in a fire pit. Mm-hmm. So I found this guy in Facebook Marketplace. He was selling these. They're 11 and a half inches by 22 inches, right? And they're an inch and a half thick. So these these huge slabs of wood. And um, <laughs> I have a ton of them. And I asked my neighbor, because my ta- I have a cheap old table saw. I, I spent 50 bucks on it. Again, a Facebook Marketplace, fine. <laughs> um, but I have about 200 slabs of these pieces. So I gave him about... 15 of them and i just said can you just cut these into flats so i can use them for framing because like i just have so much wood <laughs> I'm, just, I'm getting to that point where i, I do I'm, I'm asking somebody to cut flats for me so i can have framing lumber and Perfect. my dad does my glue ups for me because i just don't have time or the right tools to do a proper glue up so i have that and then i abuse like lows for my glue ups like the ninja turtle sign is actually a pre-glued up table I just oh, it's one of the rounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. but like a big round, a thirty-six inch yeah, round. Yeah. I had to chop down to fit on the CNC bed. Wow, yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> sense. Like, why not? Because if great. it's going to save yeah. you time in the end, it mm-hmm. probably. Wow, I don't so have time you... to glue wood together. <laughs> Who's got time? I for just that? don't. I just don't. I have to make art. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> it's um. It, what's interesting is people who people who do kind of this kind of stuff that you're doing they're they're on the fence about wanting to be called an artist but i think by any definition you are definitely an artist do you do you like eschew that term or are you cool with it i'm cool with it i made peace with it a long time ago because that's how i viewed myself when i was a child mm-hmm. it was it got weird when i was older like i just felt weird saying like oh what are you I, i'm an artist you know you like you kind of say it low and then like now I'm like no i'm an artist Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, like you just put the confidence. It feels good to say it because that's where, like, I, I, okay, my passions are two places power carving and painting. There's like the, the big draws. And mm-hmm. I feel like those are both very artistic because, like, power carving, it's you're just slowly chipping away at something and trying to get a form out of it. And it's just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watch people doing it all the time. And it's one of those, I, I'm not ready to do it yet. But I have a feeling one day that bug's going to bite and I'm going to want to just do it. Like when we had Katie on and I was, as we were talking to Katie and I was going through her feed and I'm like, oh man, look at the stuff she does. It's so incredible. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, that's definitely something that I feel like could bite very easily. That What you can do with power carving with, I, there, you know, the, those discs that you get from the two different companies was it um um cuts all and the other one that everyone has that i can't yeah there's a and just watching people just 
I don't know. They just start with a block and it's like, it's like Bobby Duke on a giant scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm watching you power carve right now when you're doing the, uh, the turtle shell and it's, it's mesmerizing to watch this wood disappear. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is in person as well. I tell you, that's why it's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> have you, have you ever, fan. have you ever made a piece for a customer and then gone, all right, I have to let this go because it's a commission, but then like gone back to your shop and go, all right, now I need to make one for myself. Like, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever done that? Yeah. Camp Crystal Ooh. Lake sign. And one of my first ones, I <laughs> made so a big. Camp Crystal Lake dining hall sign. Mm-hmm. And then somebody bought it and I was upset. I didn't have it anymore. So then I, I had like a piece where the CNC again misfired and <laughs> messed up. So I just carved the other side for myself. And now I have a Camp Crystal Lake dining hall side because I needed one. <laughs> you had to have <laughs> one. Awesome. I, mean, I had to have it. I tried to do that with any scrap. I didn't get misfired. I don't usually throw it away unless it gets like really bad. Mm-hmm. I'll save it and make something for my house <laughs> or for my kid's room. Like all those, um, the Mario Kart pieces that I made mm-hmm. for my kids, a good portion of those were on the other side, a carbon that didn't come out good. Yeah, no one will ever see the other side. It's exactly. We'll <laughs> like, be pulling them down when they're older, like, Ma, really? Used wood or some crap like that, a teenager will say. <laughs> and I need to go the opposite way. Everything I've ever made, I still have and is here. I'm just <laughs> cluttering up my space. We we try to have these plans where we're like, we're going to do a giveaway of things we made on the show. They're like, which things do you think you can part with? I'm like, how about I make really them a new hard. one? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say goodbye, especially when you uh, really like the image yourself. Like if I'm not interested in it, like no offense to anyone who's religious. If it's religious art, I can't get it out fast enough. Like I'm just not a religious person. So like, having crosses staring at me all the time. I'm like, all right, I can go by now. Or like just anything that is not really my vibe, but like, if there's something that I really like, you could, it's hard, even if it says like somebody else's name on it, like the dragon that I just sent out, I kept it a couple extra days. <laughs> that's a cool dragon. Yeah. I'll talk to somebody it. about that. You don't, you keep the art at your house. It's a few extra days so you can look at it. <laughs> I, I really, I love, I love the idea that I love the idea of you just going, I just want to look at it. I just want to look at it just a little bit more. Like I just like having this room of things and customers like, Hey, uh, my piece. No, it's, it's almost ready. It's almost ready. It's been ready for like five days. Message me and ask me, how's it going with their piece? (laughs) (laughs) It's been done for six days, but I ain't telling her that. (laughs) I haven't posted. I think we talked about something. I think we talked about something similar before where you like you leave a room and then you come back and you see mm-hmm. it again and you're like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll intentionally walk back in that room just to have that moment. Yeah, and I think I think once you I honestly think that once you stop having those moments, then you probably need to focus on something else. I like, agree. I get those moments like when I'll finish a board and there's that period when you're waiting for, you know, you put the beeswax and mineral oil on at the top coat and you're kind of waiting for that to set before you can bring it into a warmer room to let it really set. And I love going downstairs and just looking at these boards and going, <laughs> oh, I really don't want to part with this. And the only one of my, this is funny because the, you know how you said, Tiff, you said that the back of those Mario Kart signs, they, they're all screw ups. Mm-hmm. The only cutting board I have of my own that I've made is one that I overworked and planed too thin. And I just felt dumb giving it to a customer. It was only like 
it was like just about an inch thick. And I'm like, there's no way I can give this to a customer. This is not, this is not acceptable. I can't give a customer a one inch cutting board. That's ridiculous. How thick are they normally? Uh, generally the thinnest, and I mean the thinnest, thinnest is an inch and a quarter. And that's like, that's a little bit borderline too thin for me to give to a customer. Usually I try to keep them between inch and a half and an inch and a third. And it's funny how you develop a sense for stuff like that. I imagine it's the same with carving, but you kind of develop a sense. Even if it's an a, like an eighth of an inch off, you'll go, that's thinner than it would normally be. Like you could kind of tell, like even small measurements, they're just not the norm anymore. And you kind of get that feel for it. I imagine with carving, it's probably the same kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You kind of fly into it and just get hooked. Like, it all comes, like, I don't know, like, you'll see a piece and you're going to want to attack it. And kind of like what Kit was saying earlier, you pre-think it a lot. But then once you go in it, it's just very natural and you just kind of flow with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that that no, I didn't moment, though. Like, I kind of what you were talking about, Vince, when, when you mess something up and you know it's not right. And even if it's a small thing, you go, no. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, did yeah. not just do that thing. Oh. Uh, that mermaid board, that mermaid board that I did, the um, the icosahedron mermaid board with the purple resin and the amethyst inlay, like that piece of ridiculousness that I did. Mm-hmm. The first time I did it, the V bit, I never used an insert tool before. And for those of you that don't know, an insert tool is basically it's a V shaped bit that goes in your CNC and it cuts really nice V grooves. It's a very cool piece of kit, no pun intended. But uh. sometimes. When you're stupid, or I won't say stupid. I wasn't stupid. I was unknowledgeable at the time. I put the bit in the machine. I ran it. And I ended up with a, with a blobby-looking cod instead of a mermaid. And the reason is that the I didn't sharp... I didn't tighten down the carbide insert before I started the machine. <laughs> the chuck's what just I'm, re-spinning. Yeah, it's basically just cutting circles. Everything... <laughs> there's no detail on it. Everything was just circles. And I was so upset that it got screwed up. But I went with it anyway. And I'm glad I did because every pitfall that I found in that board, I found after that moment. Like, that was the first... And it was just a trail of cascading failure from that point on. And I think the reason that I was so happy with the remake, which I ended up having to remake the board, but I think the reason I was so happy with the remake is because I had every problem you could possibly have making this thing in the first one. (laughs) It's like, none of that's going to happen again. I know everything that could go wrong because everything did go wrong. And sometimes that's probably the best way to experience something is to just let it fall apart go completely down the rabbit hole of hell and then do it again (laughs) just do it again right yeah that's how you learn sure yeah um i promise you i tighten that i've tightened that insert every time i use that bit now (laughs) oh and did i mention i also broke the insert so i had to buy a new one (laughs) it's just like yeah everything that could go wrong did go wrong but broken tools are so sad (sighs) you know what are you gonna do if you're not breaking tools, you're not using tools, right? Uh, Am yes. I right? <laughs> yeah. Or bits. It's always at an inopportune Broke time, though, bits. where you really can't afford to have a broken tool. Or that you're you like, don't. Oh, not have... now. <laughs> yep. It's usually that you don't have the spare. Like 
Tiff, right. how many times have you, I, we've had these, we had this discussion once where you had a motor, one of your stepper motors on your CNC just <laughs> crapped out. And it's like, oh, well, I just got to get a new one and I got to wait for Inventables to actually send it, right? It's, Did it's I always when you don't you have. What happened with that? No, you only, we had a discussion when it first died and that was as far as it got. So I ordered the new motors, right? And I replaced it and it was still having the issue. And then we replaced all the ball bearings. We, we, oh it was God. me and my dad just attacking this thing, right? We couldn't figure out why to keep messing up. Now, we've checked the wire several times, but I just decided to check the wires that connect into the stepper motor. And lo and behold, I pulled one out so easily, and then I fixed it and put it back in and tightened it up, and it was working just fine, and nothing was broken. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a loose wire, and I spent 100 bucks, oh. and I had like seven days downtime. Oh yeah, I you did. I remember the downtime when this mm -hmm. happened. It was it was rough. It was in the middle of like all like kind of like right now where I'm kind of overwhelmed and I have to say no to any new business, and I just kind of have to like plug through my list and get things done, you know. Oh. But, but yeah, I'm taking orders for stuff in California and recording podcasts and whatever <laughs> and that's that's what's kind of cool because you're not just recording this fine podcast which you can hear on all your well if you, you're hearing it you already know how to hear it but <laughs> you actually have your own podcast which is kind of cool yeah so i do behind the maker podcast with nicole from rep my hood mm -hmm. and we just invite makers that we love and have them come join us for an hour or so and just chat and learn about them very similar to this to be honest but not with a clean rating at all <laughs> no. yeah yeah that's really it's it's funny because every podcast i ever did before this one it was like just vulgar and explicit and horrible and when I started this one, I'm like, you are not going to be a potty mouth on this one, because if you want this one to succeed, you're going to shut your mouth and be an adult. And I, th I think in the third episode, I just dropped an F-bomb and I was like horrified with myself. And I'm like, no, no more. <laughs> that was it. That was all it took. It just had to happen that one time. But no, your pot, your show is great. You're, you guys are, you guys have really good you guys have a really good vibe together. How long have you known each other? Or is this like a, a recent friendship and you just kind of came together and did the thing? Pretty much. So you know how we talk about, you know, you connect with other makers because you live a very similar life or you have similar interests. I met Nicole, um, I think through probably like one of those collabs that we were all doing, like the maker collab, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And that was of March of last year. So we've only known each other for a year. We started our podcast in November. So we had a very quick romance, I always say, and what it is, because it started off with us just hitting on each other, just saying like, hey, how you do? Like, in a very <laughs> fun sexual way. Of course. That a lot of us As girls do. do. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> um, and we just started bonding, and eventually that became less hitting on each other and more just like conversations. And we just kept talking to each other how much like, you know, we love the maker community and how supportive everybody is, and how we would just like we want to like get to know people as well. We got to know each other so quickly. Like, how fun would it be to have people on our show and just get to know them? And it's been a blast. Like, we literally have it booked out uh, to the end of the August now. We're trying to like not go too far we booked like six months in advance at first and i'm like by the wow. time the people get to it you feel bad because you're like hey you remember we're doing a podcast 
<laughs> they're they're already waiting. off Instagram. They've given up social media. They have exactly. they've stopped making stuff. And you're like, hey, do you still want to come on? <laughs> so yeah, we had to like slow down our invites. So I literally have three to four pages of people I want to have on the show that we still haven't asked. And I know she has the same kind of a list. Like, and it's not even just like, you know, we want to talk to woodworkers, which is kind of like what we talk to the most, I would mm-hmm. say. But I have a list of all these artists and painters that I want on there too, that I'm trying to get in there. But you, I, we're kind of like, we're staying in our friend group right now. We've ventured out a little bit. But we want to help our friends promote each other as well because, you know, we're small accounts. We're mm-hmm. not big fishes. And we want to highlight other small accounts that we love. Like, there's big accounts that we love as well, but we want to get those small ones out there. So that's been a lot of our focus. It's it's interesting because you always <laughs> – I just had this discussion. It's funny you say that because I just got – I just had this discussion. I forgot who I had it with, but we were talking about this show. And it's like one of the things that I always try to do when I, cause I do the booking generally for the guests. And one of the things I like to do is I like to, I, I, look, you always like to talk to the big names, right? You like mm-hmm. to get the heavy hitters on, but then Absolutely. you also want to get, you also want to get the people that, Hey, I want to expose you to, to some new people because I think you make some really cool stuff. And I feel like I can maybe elevate your profile a little bit. You know, there are people who definitely them being on here was them doing us a favor. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's really cool, and I love that. And then there's the people that now. Do you think uh, it's them doing you a favor, or they just actually genuinely want to be on your show? I mean, it's totally possible, right? But <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's people who the the benefit comes from them them to us, mm-hmm. and then there's people who we are in turn able to pass the benefit along to. Yeah, you know, and and that's kind of what I I want to always kind of have that balance. I never want it to be just chasing big names to be on the show. I was very lucky at the beginning, the first in the, within the first 10 episodes of the show, I had Steve Ramsey. I had Steve Carmichael. I had Bob Claggett. I mean, I had names like right off the bat. I had Evan and Caitlin on before I was 10 episodes old. I think they were like the eighth episode of the show. I had Evan and Caitlin and it's like, that's cool. And that puts you in a headspace where I'm just going to hit the big names but then you start having the conversations with the names that aren't as big and you realize that those conversations are very different, right? It's not that the it's not that the big names are bad. It's that your conversation tends to be more informal, tends to be more friendly, it tends to be more about the people than yeah. you know, you sitting there being starstruck for an hour, you know? <laughs> And it's it's kind of nice. Like, you know, when Kit was on, I kissed his ass for an hour and a half because Kit is one of my favorite it was YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> the slobber um, was fantastic. It was delicious, well, especially because it it is one of the interesting things. I think we we said before the the audio started going was just how inclusive this particular community is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it can be really hard, um, like on the YouTube side of it, because there is very much a like there's a power dynamic when you're asking for uh, collaborations and whatnot. So mm-hmm. if you go to somebody who's just leaps and bounds above you, but you you genuinely just want to work with them, like, I love your work. If you'd like to work with me, whatever. Um, it, it tends to be really hit or miss. But the makers are always like, yeah, cool. Let's make a thing. Let's do stuff. Like, it's just things you really like to do. Right. Um, and, and I've I've so far, you know, being secluded in my little basement world here, um, I've 
I haven't really reached out into the community until recently. And I found that especially on Instagram, the community is really supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, For some reason, the Instagram folks are just like super in each other's corner all the time. There's no cast system on Instagram. That's amazing. It's kind of weird because on YouTube, there absolutely is. Like you, there are people who you can't approach. They're just... You know, unless you're just got balls of steel and you just don't care. But most of the time, they're not even going to acknowledge that you got in touch with them. Trust me. I know. I've tried to book them on the show. I mean, I understand. But <laughs> it's but then, you know, you go on Instagram and it's like, if you have a relationship with someone on Instagram, I won't name the person, but there is someone in this community who is absolutely massive, who I've probably I've messaged a few times and gotten a response. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Like, you're talking like to me? Why would you even acknowledge me? I didn't even like, I was just saying something cool. Like I didn't think you even would read it. <laughs> so Right. <laughs> That's always fun. Maybe it's the confidence no, it's thing. Amazing. No, I think like most yeah. accounts, it's, it's really just the people running them on Instagram. There's no filter in between you and that person. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to message a director of a movie that you really love, they might just reply to you. You never know. Like Instagram is crazy. <laughs> Which is so nerve wracking, by the way. It's like, no, I want that one way thing because I'm scared that you're going to talk to me and then I'm going to have to say something else. And then you have that moment where, do I keep the conversation going or do I just let it die there and try to yeah, not look like the weird guy who's that. trying to monopolize all your time and I don't know what to do and what do I do with my hands and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's just the medium because I've contacted YouTubers on their Instagram account and their Instagram accounts are tiny compared to their, like mm-hmm. this, the the one where I still had like a hundred subscribers or something. Um, I was really discouraged and I messaged this one like multi-million subscriber YouTuber. Um, and the dude got back to me. Not only that, but he like he had checked out my channel. He gave me critiques. He stayed in touch with me. Um, I still talk to him to this day. It's just like, but any other like avenue I would have tried to reach out to him, absolutely not. But on Instagram, he's just like, yeah, sure. Like this is where I go to chat with people. Um, it's just cool. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a neat community. I feel like Instagram. I feel like as Instagrammers, I feel like it's almost more like you're almost more like almost friends. Like, cause you all, you're all kind of in this smaller pond and I mean, you know, we're all makers and we all have our people that we follow and people that follow us, but realistically it's not a, it's not like YouTube where there's a million people following. You get a million people on Instagram. That's a lot of followers. Like that's a huge audience to have a million people on Instagram. Like, I don't even know how many people have those kind of numbers on Instagram, and it's a smaller pond and and we are a small part of a smaller pond and it's kind of nice it's almost it almost keeps the riffraff out you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so you tiff you started something that is really really cool um you started a sticker club for your um for your brand we'll call it yeah I, I love this idea. I, you, you started a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, that's a pretty damn neat idea. So why don't you tell people a little bit about that and how they can get to be a part of it? So it's so funny that uh, we were just talking about how much we love makers and how it's a tight community because this idea was not my idea. It was actually suggested to me by the Toasty Flannel. It's Whitney who runs the account. And she reached out to me and was like, you know, you're stuff would be pretty cool as stickers you ever think about doing like a monthly sticker club and I was like yeah kind of have been thinking about like (laughs) not a club like I wasn't thinking about that aspect but I've been wanting to make more of my art into stickers because it makes it more affordable 
So like that Ninja Turtle piece that we all love, like I have no problem telling what I charge because I think it's important to be open and honest about pricing. That's $600. And yeah, not everybody can afford a $600 piece. Like it's like 20 hours or more to make. So like for those folks who can't afford it, it, wouldn't it be cool to have a sticker for $4.50? You know what I mean? That would be on my laptop in a second. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now that I know there's a sticker of it, you got me sold. There's a bunch of things on there. I'm like, yes. Uh, You just opened up doors for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like, it's especially with COVID, it's been really hard to like manage your money. And Mm -hmm. a lot of us have had some like hardships throughout this. But we, we still want the cool stuff that we see on Instagram. Like, come on, people are making some pretty awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, what the whole thing is once a month, and it's this month has been like the hardest struggle, and it's only month two on this. So I've done it one time. So it started in March, and we did uh, Creatures of the Black Lagoon. And this month we're doing Beetlejuice. And what it is, is together we come up with an idea. So I'll lay out like five to six themes and I'll be like, all right, let's narrow it down. What do we want to make this month? And then we'll vote down to three. Then we'll do another vote. Okay, out of these three, which one are we going to concentrate on? So for this one, we did Beetlejuice. And then I posted, so I'm doing this via Patreon, but also an Instagram because Everybody who has joined is actually on Instagram, so it works out really well. I've been just doing, you know, like the close friends stories. Mm-hmm. So that way I just post directly to that and I can kind of ask like, okay, guys, now what do you want to do in Beetlejuice? Are we going to concentrate on a quote? Is there a certain character or a certain scene we want to do? So for this month, we're doing the waiting room scene. When you, <laughs> I you know, loved it. I at the loved very so end good. of the movie. Yeah, the very oh. end of the movie one. So there's several so ways where he gets his head shrunk. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right before he gets his head shrunk. So it's like awesome. right before he switches the number. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're doing that scene right now. And so I'll carve it. And then when it comes down to painting, I'm going to start suggesting different things. And once it's all done, people have a chance to now win that piece. So not only are you going to get a sticker of the finished piece, but you also, depending on which tier you do, so for $5, you get a sticker and one raffle ticket to win it. For 20 bucks, you get a print, which is 8 by 8 print. And then you get um, your sticker and then three chances to win. So you get three raffle tickets with that. And then at the end, anybody, doesn't matter if you're in the sticker club or not, can buy a ticket. But it's a really cool way to get, first of all, like the real original piece of art on your wall. Mm-hmm. But also to just get a sticker of something that you helped create, I, that's so cool. And then I've been teaching lessons on how to paint, too, throughout this. So if you're part of the club, I'll do special painting nights and explain what I'm doing. So I'm trying to, like, teach a little bit with it as well. That's, really that's fantastic. Cool. I love yeah, it. That's really cool. I love it. I, I love I, I saw the I saw the screen cat. You took a picture of your your I guess it was of your laptop screen or your phone of the waiting room scene and it was in your stories. I think it was yesterday or today. 
And I'm like, oh, I know what the next sticker is going to be. That's cool. <laughs> oh, well, it's so funny. I accidentally posted to my page, like mm-hmm. my regular stories, instead of the close friends. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Now people know what we're doing. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of cool, though, because it's almost yeah. like a tease. Like, what's going on over yeah. here? <laughs> so, I just got to get better about advertising it. Because, like, I don't know if anybody knows that I'm doing it. So I figured I got to start talking about it more. And I got to start posting it to my page more, but it's just so hard. I try not to post during work hours. So you'll either see my posts happen at like 725 because I start work at 730 or they happen at like 401. <laughs> so like <laughs> either right before I start work or right after, because I never want to mix the two things together. Like if I'm working a full-time job, I'm working a full-time job. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna do the day thing, but then after that's done, yeah, it's it's now I'm on night carver time. <laughs> night carver. <time. laughs> oh, that's that there's should a, be a t-shirt. I was just gonna say, there's your <laughs> night there's a sticker, time. there's a sticker uh, for you, there's a t-shirt for you, there's damn. a mu- tip. There's your whole there's your whole that's product slick. line. Get onto <laughs> Printful, design that, and make it happen. I did just put on, and again, I have shirts for sale right now on my website, but yet have I advertised it? <laughs> I didn't even, I hate to say it. I've been following you for this long. I didn't know you had it. <laughs> See? Well, I just did it like two weeks ago and I haven't had a chance to announce it because I'm always running between like family and work and, and then carving. So it's, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though? Oh yeah. That sticker. I'm getting that. Uh, <laughs> looking at your that's, shop now. That, oh yeah. That's this, nice. Yeah. Thanks guys. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. I'm at least getting the sticker. That I, I really do. I really do love that sticker. That sticker is Thanks. freaking fantastic. Yeah, it's really slick. Yeah, that's a past carving right there. So it's 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 really fun to do that kind of stuff. And what's great is you create. I'm I'm assuming you create all your artwork digitally in one way or another. So yeah, it's, or at least most of it. So you have the digital version anyway. You might as well do something with it after you do the thing with it, right? Well, that's actually what the stickers are. It's literally just me taking the best photograph that I can with my iPhone. <laughs> Even though I do have a nicer camera, I just never pull it out. Mm-hmm. And then I put it in Illustrator and I'll crop it out. And then I think for that sticker that you guys are just looking at, I retyped the words because I had hand carved the words and they weren't pretty. Mm-hmm. So I just overlaid the nice typed out letters over that. But the rest is my carving. So I kind of like tweaked it a bit to make it more legible. It's freaking fantastic. I, you just, your artistic ability is aggravatingly good. It's really <laughs> annoying. I I have been struggling. Like I'm, I've been dabbling with our digital art a little bit and I've been playing with Procreate. I saw that. And, I saw that. That's awesome. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like a lot of fun, but I know I'm not that good at it. And I can also see that I'm getting better at it, which is kind of cool because when you, I always, I keep telling everyone's like, oh, so you're doing this now. Yeah. I'm putting in the reps. Like that's the idea just to put in the reps and just keep doing it over and over and learn something each time and getting more comfortable doing it. And then I look at your stuff and I'm like, well, at least I know where I want to be. <laughs> As something to reach I remember, for. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this since I was a kid. Like yeah. now I, it wasn't on this medium per se, mm-hmm. but I've been using my hands in that way and paying attention to like details and, and like, you know what I mean? Like my hands have had those years of practice and I, I tell people all the time, anyone can paint, but you have to do it. You have to keep practicing. Yeah. Put in the reps. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is, it, it's funny because I can go back to the first few things I did with procreate. And then to the stuff I've done more recently and go, oh yeah, dude, you, you've gotten, you've definitely gotten better. Like I wouldn't say, oh, you're good at this, but I would say 
you could see the improvement. And I think that's I think that's something that a lot of people get discouraged because they're not good right away. And I think the idea shouldn't be that you have to be good. It's just you have to be better. Mm-hmm. And you should always try to be a little better. And if you can improve your skills, eventually better, better, better. Because I'll tell you, as far as Adobe Illustrator goes, I thought I was good at it up until, I don't know, about six months ago. And then I started really diving into it and really pushing into learning you know, the ins and outs. I'm like, oh, you didn't know a damn thing, bro. And now I look at the stuff I'm doing with Illustrator and I go, yeah, dude, you're a lot better at this. And you thought you were, you actually thought you were good at it before. and <laughs> You weren't. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I love, I love the way you, I love the way you're repurposing the stuff you make. I think it's, I think it's a really good idea. I think yeah, it's smart, really yeah. smart. Yeah, it's to your point. Yeah. She has the digital files already. So it's like, yeah, why not make every everything you do just work that extra for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's, the, that's awesome. that passive income thing we keep hearing yeah. exists, but nobody knows how to actually make. I think ah. Tiff might have actually figured it out. You you make I've been the trying. thing. <laughs> well, hey, you that's, make the thing and you print more of them. Yeah, exactly. That's Patreon. Pa- like it's nice to hear you. You have your Patreon set up and you're going for this thing on it because Patreon yeah. is incredible. Patreon's I'm amazing. Trying. Oh my god! I listen to a lot of podcasts, and one that I started with was the Side Hustle School podcast, and like I listened to that religiously for like a year and a half straight. It's a new episode every day, mm-hmm. and they're like fifteen minutes long, and it just tells you like, oh, I use this, I use Shopify, I use this, and you like can absorb this stuff and learn before you even do it. So I did a lot of research before I even started routing. I just was always in a business mentality and just trying to learn how to not be at my desk anymore one day i'll get there one day there's the dream yeah yeah amen it's it's always and i always say it on this show but it's always the people that have desk jobs that end up becoming the makers because desk jobs are grossly unsatisfying they kill you. <laughs> yeah you they really all day yeah. They literally kill you. you Mike, I feel my body degrade. My I've recently mm-hmm. transitioned into a desk job over the past um couple of years. And I was very physical for a long time. Um and yeah, now it's like I I feel far more tired at the end of the day than I did oh, yeah. when I was like building houses. Um yeah. It's I totally, totally different. Uh, we so I got a s- standing desk recently. I need it. Me too. I love this thing. Mm-hmm. And a wobble board, so I just wiggle around all day. Yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a, um, a yoga ball. There you go. I that was the, oh, gotta work that core. Exactly. <laughs> you may be tired, but you're gonna have the most cock diesel core that anyone's That's ever it. seen. <laughs> oh, no, I offset it with a steady supply of candy. <laughs> <laughs> Kid is totally not doing the dad bod thing. He's fighting back. <laughs> uh, it's well, winning. Since we were talking about since we were talking about Patreon and stuff, I want to take a special second to thank the people that make this very show possible because without you guys, well we would still do it. I'm not going to lie, but it would be a lot harder. So thank you to everyone that supports the show and including these fine folks, Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works. Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean DePlantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, my buddy, my pal, 
And of course, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked. Thank you guys very much for your financial support of the podcast. If you can't support the podcast financially, that's fine too. Reviews help, sharing the show helps, telling other people about it. Because when I approach someone and ask them if they want to be on, like the wonderful Tiff Marchand, who we have tonight, they look at they look us up to make sure we're legit. And I want to know that when they find us on iTunes or wherever you guys get your podcast, that they're seeing good things about us. And it just makes it much easier for us to get quality guests like Tiff to come on. So thank you for everything you do. If it's financial, that's cool. If it's if it's just sharing the show and writing a review for us or spreading the word, that is absolutely fine too. And we appreciate all of it. And we can't do this show without you. And it's really, really appreciated. Tiff, normally when we have a guest, we let the guests go first when they do thing a week. So technically, since Kit is my co-host this week, that means you get to go first with your thing of the week. Oh, thank you. Well, I want to talk about the Maker Soup. It's run by Adrian from Three Homestead. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's pretty awesome. And what the Maker Soup is, is there's now an Instagram page, so don't be thrown off by its smallness um it's been going on since january and it's just a big group of makers who really like hanging out with each other and i don't get to attend it that often because it is my date night but and by date night i mean we watch a movie on the couch but um (laughs) it's a saturday at nine and anyone's welcome to join so if you're a maker and you want to hang out with other like-minded individuals, it's really cool. And we also have a group on Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys are on Clubhouse at all or even heard of it. Oh, I am absolutely on it. Oh, I, don't okay. use, so, I, I haven't used it, but I have an account. <laughs> all right. Well, check out In the Shop on Clubhouse. And a lot of us go in there throughout the day and we'll just ask shop questions if you need help or just talk about random topics, to be honest. It kind of spirals throughout the day. But a ton of really cool makers go on there and just like chit-chat throughout the day. So it's a great place to hang out if you want to meet other makers. Awesome. Awesome. That's I, I'm always down to meet other people. And as I say other people, I really just mean potential guests. Because, <laughs> because He's just fishing. Exactly. We're on episode really nine. To go fishing. We just asked We're, a bunch of them, to be honest. It's on, I'll tell you what. It's episode 94. It's going to start getting tricky real soon. <laughs> it's going to branch out to other creatives, you know. Yep, that's 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 one thing that that's one thing that we 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 do strive to not have just I and this is not a knock on any podcast that does this, no. but like I know a lot of maker podcasts tend to just have woodworker after woodworker after mm-hmm. woodworker after woodworker after and it becomes just a woodworking podcast, which is fine if that's your bag, fine. I just don't, I didn't want this to become that to the point yeah. where when, when we did the new logo, it has a whole bunch of tiny little icons in the logo because I wanted it to look like we are everybody. And I don't know how well it's working, but I feel like we do have a pretty good mix, but yeah, that's, it's that's really to interesting. It's away from the woodworkers. <laughs> it, you can't be in this community and avoid woodworkers. It's just not yeah. possible. That's the primary. First you start, you have your woodworkers. And you have Metal your metal makers. workers, yep. and then you got everybody else. <laughs> Leather, glass, like uh, there's a lot. It's just wood burners. There's a lot of people to go to, but it's hard staying away from the woodworking crew because that's the people that end up hanging out with more. True. So like you kind of already start getting a little bit of a friendship to it, and you want to elaborate on that. True. It's a it's a hundred percent true. You're a hundred percent right about that. Sometimes I feel like that's an entry thing, though. Like where you come in at is the community mm-hmm. that co- coalesces. Because for me, uh, like. 
by fluke, I end up in the, like leather just happened to be one of the first things I tried. Mm -hmm. um, and all I bump into is leather working. Everybody <laughs> is constantly leather working. I'm like, this is a really big community. <laughs> I'm amazed by how many people over the last year and a half or so have started woodworking from zero. Like mm -hmm. that to me is mind blowing. Like of all the things, right? Cause it's, I have a connection. My dad was a carpenter, but in his spare time, he did leather. And now it's like, well, I'm the wood, I'm a woodworker now. I mean, I do more than woodwork, but really primarily woodwork. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, I really want to do leather. So I have all the stuff to do leather. I just haven't gotten around to actually doing the leather stuff yet. I'm like, wow, this is like the gateway drug. Like now it's what's next. I'm going to start welding. Like, is that, just, <laughs> does it have to happen that way? I don't even know. <laughs> but Kit, you get to do another thing. This is your second thing of the week, Kit. I know. So I would love to like make it something really incredible or whatever, but it's super basic and you're going to laugh at me. These are always the picks, by the way, that I end up going, that's amazing. I'm buying it watching it, keeping it, or following you it. So go ahead and tell me this. already have it, I'm sure. That's why it's stupid. <laughs> I finally broke down and got myself a bandsaw. It's my favorite thing in the entire ah, world. Ah, yes, your wind, band, your wind bandsaw. <laughs> I love that thing to the very core of my being. <laughs> it, it is amazing. The jobs that used to take me, because everything would either be done with a jigsaw or a coping saw, just because I was cheap and stubborn. Um, and, oh my God, I love that thing. I love it so Isn't much. It great? It, it's, it's so great. And you don't even have to spend like a million dollars on it. No, it was $120 for this stupid thing. I don't know why I've waited so long. Um, and I, it, it cuts through bone like it doesn't exist. That sword I was able to do really fast. It, um, it's very important to be able to cut through bone, by the way. I was the weird say, thing. that's something I didn't think I was going to hear said tonight. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you got to hide a body. Um, yeah. but, it's got, yeah, he cuts no, bone right next to his bag of lye. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> where the shovel and the duct tape live. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got there. Tiff with the you got Tiff with the um, Camp Crystal Lake stuff, and you got you cutting bone. I'm starting to get a little creeped out by both of you. To be <laughs> honest with you, you got to be careful who you hang out with. Yeah, really. Uh, I know. I think I think you're the issue. You're correcting mm. all of us. It's true. You're the, if, you're the if hub the of this wheel. If one out of three people are crazy, and the two people around you are crazy, maybe you're the crazy one. Who knows? Yeah. Come oh, to the dark all side, Vincent. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I love I, I I love how excited you was it um the video from Friday, I think it was, where you were really excited about this bandsaw and I was like, Oh, yes. look at him. He's like a kid with a new toy. It's amazing. Yeah, so when I got it originally because I had to cut bone for a project. And I'm like, I am not sitting here with a hacksaw and cutting this thing. That was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, and it like it didn't exist. It went right through it. It was like a friggin' lightsaber as far as I'm concerned. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I had this big design for a wooden sword. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we'll finally get to do this thing because I was just dreading doing it with a with a jigsaw or whatever. Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't going to come out how I wanted it. Um, and yeah, like moment of truth, I started cutting and I'm like, this, this is just easy. Anybody could do this. This mm -hmm. is simple. I love this thing. Yeah, it saved me. It saved me a good two hours worth of work. And that for that alone, I love it. Can I just tell you, by the way, the shark teeth on that sword was one of my favorite things. Like, I was like, "Can I tell you how many times I've cut myself with those shark teeth?" No those way, are <laughs> sharp. Yeah. So, like, you saw me tooling around with it um, 
during part of the video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've done like Chinese martial arts my whole life. Um, so, but in it, like you can, usually you can like slide it across you certain ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the barbs on the back of that thing get caught in my clothes and it makes the sword flip around and then the teeth glide across me. And those <laughs> teeth are just razor sharp. <laughs> it, it's, I don't know. I was, so when you said you were going to drill them, right? This is interesting because I was like, well, obviously he's going to use a Dremel. All right. And you did, which I was very happy to see. But then I'm sitting there going, how is that not blowing apart? Like I expected you to hit it with the Dremel and just have shrapnel. Yeah. No, that's a mystery to me as well, man. I was just like, all right, we're going to keep going with this. It worked. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But but I didn't have a fear of sharks before. But yeah, now I think I'm developing one. Those things are impressive. Now you you know why they take (laughs) off limbs. (laughs) Because they're sharp. (laughs) Absolutely. Incredible. That, That thing's legitimately a weapon and I love it. Cool. So we are going to, I'll have the link for um, your bandsaw because I actually know which one it is. So that's good. Yes, um, yes it's, I highly recommend. <clears throat> I feel like everybody should have either a bench top. I feel like even a bench top bandsaw is probably enough for most people. Like you don't need one of these big 14 or 17 inch jobs that you can resaw with. Most people are just looking to make some slightly easier to deal with than the scroll saw. Cause I know Tiff, you use a scroll saw on me. I've never had, I actually gave my scroll saw away because I just had no luck with it. Couldn't make it work. Just couldn't, I don't know. I just couldn't get the mojo right. And I got the, Hard the to small, go slow. it really is. You got to go super, super slow. Mm-hmm. And I got the, the Rikon, the small Rikon one that David Picciuto and Bob Claggett have. And that bandsaw just changed my life. I was like, oh, I can I could use this thing all day long. Like this is this is the greatest tool in my shop. And I still to this day I use it all the time. It's just a fantastic little tool. But I think that's a good piece of advice. Get yourself a small bandsaw. You'll use it more than you even think. And I know everyone says, kid'll tell you. I know everyone's telling you you can use a jigsaw. It's not the same. Trust oh me. My, it's so not, not the same. Not the same. And you can, especially longer pieces, you can never clamp them down enough so that they're not just jittering all mm-hmm. over the place. And and even the best band, even the best horrendous. jigsaws, just they they jitter, they shake, they they yeah. they mark the hell out of the face. They cut. It's just a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I usually have to pre-tape a piece before I yeah put put the saw across it so it doesn't mark all over it. It, it was I could do it, but it was awful. Um, and that's with most things I I think for kind of with my channel in general I usually rail against getting like something expensive because I understand a lot of people can't and I want them to try the things I'm doing Um, but this isn't expensive and it's definitely the right tool for the job mentality Mm -hmm. Uh, it makes all of the difference in the world incredible cool that's a that's a that's a damn good recommendation I think and and when by the way I know when gets you know when is like Ryobi like you love it or you hate it but I feel like I've had a bunch of when tools and none of them have really disappointed me they've they've actually usually it's I I expect less and am pleasantly surprised in the other direction so so I chose this one specifically because that's what exactly what all the ratings said they're mm-hmm. like normally I don't like this one but this bandsaw is incredible mm-hmm. um at 130 really bucks good. it's better than the Ryobi yeah. one at the same price I'll tell you that much yeah cool my recommendation this week is someone who i have learned so much from like i have just learned an enormous amount from this guy i've grown to love his youtube channel um and i've started every month i kick him a few bucks because i really feel like some people are good at teaching some people are good at making youtube videos and you rarely find people who are good at both it's a rare thing 
this dude is just crushing YouTube. And I he's got 38,000 subs, so he's definitely on his way up. And I've pretty much been with him for a while. And I've watched the channel grow and grow and grow. And you know how you you know when people do a, a scroll for like their patrons and the scroll is getting longer and longer the more you watch their videos and you're just cheering them on because you you see that support and it's like, oh good, I'm not the only one that's loving this. Well, that that's this guy. His channel is called Steve McDonald Arts and Crafts. And I love this guy because he has niched himself down. He has two channels. He has a regular arts and craft channel, which I think is Steve McDonald crafting. I'll have the link to both of them in the show notes, but the YouTube channel that I found him on is Steve McDonald arts and crafts. And now Steve McDonald arts and crafts, you go, Oh, arts and crafts. It's just like paper craft. No, it's almost exclusively resin car resin crafting. Like, and he does some of the most bonkers stuff with resin and it's a lot of jewelry but it's also a lot of like mixing things into resin, seeing how things perform when you mix them into resin, tips for making jewelry, tips for getting bubbles out, um, trying bigger pieces, things you never thought to do with resin. He just did a video um, about a week ago on making your own pigments using different stuff. And it's just, he's just a wealth of knowledge. He's a really cool guy. He's got a personality that's like super infectious. Definitely one of the better resin channels I follow and probably one of my favorite maker channels. I just love this guy. If he wasn't in the UK, he'd be on the show. I don't, I have trouble with the time zone thing. Cause I mean, look, it's already one thirty. you know, like, oh my God, it's much later than that. Wow. I, okay. Um, but it's very late in the UK right now. So he would be up into the middle of the night, but I would love to have him on just to pick his brain for a little while and see what makes him tick. So if you have a moment, if you're interested in resin at all, and you want to up your resin game, this guy is going to teach you some stuff. Um, oh, I knew I knew him. That's where I learned how to do that stained glass window. Ah, okay. Exactly yeah, him. I'm looking at him like, yes, this is, I know him. Yeah. He's, he's great. His channel is so good. He's such a talented guy. And like I said, he's just got that that it factor as far as being on YouTube and teaching you how to do things. And his videos, one of the things I love about him is that his videos are exactly as long as they need to be. He's not trying to stretch every video to 12 minutes so he can get an ad insert done. He's mm -hmm. If a video is six minutes, it's six minutes. That's his video for the week. It's six minutes. So highly, highly recommend checking him out if you're into resin at all. I've learned a lot from him, and it made me try a few things that I had never tried before. So there you go. I think that's going to do it. Tiff, thank you so much for joining us. It was absolutely awesome. I mean, we've talked, we've chatted, but it's, you know, it's always kind of fun to just have a conversation with somebody rather than doing it online. So, I mean, totally technically agree. we're doing this online, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Exactly why we started our podcast. We get to know people a lot more this way. Mm -hmm. And we are going to have everybody, we're going to have your the links to your podcast, to your Instagram, to your you got a lot going on. It's going to be a I lot do. of links. It just but keeps going. Just link it, it up, man. Yeah. Hey, and, <laughs> and if you haven't, if you're not, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of overlap between the people that follow me and the people, people that follow uh, Tiff. Sure. If you're not already following Tiff, just get over there and follow her stuff. Like it's just amazing to watch her go and watch the stuff she makes. It's sometimes it just, even if you're watching it just cause you're a nostalgia junkie like me, like that's cool too. Just <laughs> go and check her stuff out. She's really, really talented. And Hey, just commissioner. Go ahead and commissioner. She'll 
she she loves the work. She loves when people commission her, especially at the busiest time of the year. So that's when you should do it. <laughs> I was getting a little me. anxiety as you're pitching this, but yes. Send an email to nightcarverdesigns at gmail.com. That's what I keep telling people. <laughs> awesome. Man. I've been looking up Lost Boys quotes this entire time. I've narrowed it down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, kill your brother, you'll feel better is definitely a contender. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I should get that one made for my sister. That would be awesome. Um, Wait a minute. No, that wouldn't be awesome. No. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I've set myself up. (laughs) I do believe I've betrayed myself. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, shucks. What do I do now? Oh, this parachute's a knapsack. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like in the Bugs Bunny cartoons where Bugs would open up his parachute and it was a backpack and he'd throw out a boot and like a fishing line. An (laughs) anvil. Yep. There's always an anvil. Always an anvil. An An Acme anvil. Unlike real world where you cannot find an anvil to save your life. Oh, man. (laughs) Preach. I had to steal a piece of railroad. (laughs) Kit, I have to thank you, man. I, I So just so y'all know what happened this morning, I messaged Kit. It was probably about 9.30 in the morning. And I'm like, hey, man, you doing anything at 8 o'clock tonight? Because I need a co-host. And he's like, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. So I really do appreciate you popping on on such short notice. It was it was fun getting to talk to you again. Kit is one of my, I've said it a million times, but Kit's one of my favorite YouTubers. And you should definitely check out his stuff. And of course, I'll have the links to all his I'm going to peek over there, Kit, because it was really nice getting to know you. I, oh. I didn't know you at all before, so it's, it was really fun. Kit yeah, is- same. If you ever decide to make the foray over to uh, to YouTube's or you want to do some sort of collab, every time I see your your Kraken carving, I want to make a shield out of it, like a leather rim shield so oh, bad. cool. I want to do it real bad. Oh, <laughs> you guys have to work together. That would be so I sick. wish there was some way I could weasel in on this idea, but you, uh, y'all do you, and I'll just watch. <laughs> I am starting a YouTube, though. I've been told that I need to compile all the little short videos that I keep making yeah. into like a full so video right free now, project. Oh. Not even stick with the short ones right now. Um, YouTube is just starting its short shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the trending where videos are suddenly getting like TikTok style. Like I'm being fed more sub two minute videos than I've than than any other kind of videos. Like it's starting to pick up and YouTube's investing a lot into that space. So even with short videos, like you can, you can start, it's harder to make money on it that can way. You so far them? the way it's set up. Can you put them on there? Yeah, you, okay. yeah, you can tag. They're, they're very much like, so it's YouTube's answer to TikTok. YouTube's trying yeah. to compete. Um, and social media is very much trending towards little bite size. I don't have any more than 30 seconds worth of attention mm-hmm. before the next video type of thing. Um, yeah, those short shells are kind of poised to take off in kind of a big way. So um, I've been thinking about trying to get myself into to doing some of them as well. But I've got a million little videos. Yeah, if you have those backlogged already, yeah. you're being in the shade with that. I would definitely start looking into doing the start short uploading. shell stuff. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> the day, we can mark the day. It's April 19th, 2021. Yeah, the day the TIFF took over Honestly. the world. I put yeah. one up there so far, but I don't know. I haven't even looked to see if anyone's watching. Yeah, but I watched I it. Didn't tag I watched it. it today. Yay! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, when I knew I was going to be on this show, I was like, "I'm yeah. going to learn everything about." It. I listened to your <laughs> podcast all day. Dude, I, thank I, yeah. you, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He 
he, he, I sent him, I sent him your, I sent him, I said, here, Tiff is going to be our guest tonight. This is her Instagram. He's like, okay, I'll binge. I'll know everything by the time we have her on. It's awesome. <laughs> what we do right before we get people on the show, we do like a quick refresh and stock them for the day, you know? Oh yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like if, you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I have enough people that I can invite on this show that I know. So when I have them on, it's like, oh, I know your work already. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it, it goes really well. But sometimes it's like, I'm familiar, but I keep your Instagram feed up while we're talking just because I need to keep refreshing my memory. And sometimes, you know, nothing wrong we with rotate, that. So sometimes I don't know the guests that well, but Nicole knows them. And oh, that's vice great. Versa. So, yeah. So sometimes you're like, oh, okay, let me dive in. So very much like Kit, like that day, I'm like, all right, I got to learn. Or I'll, if we know in advance, I'll start stocking them over like a nice six month period. But mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll get to know the guests. <laughs> I will know you by the time I talk to yes, you. That's all exactly. That mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us. It's been really fun having you two together. And I, I, I like, I like that I have friendships with people that I have never met face to face. And as Jason <laughs> Stapleton always says, it's the 2021 type. This has been a three year thing. So now we're into the 2021 type friendships, but it's just, it's so cool that you can actually make some decent friends without, you know, the benefit of having them live down the street from you. And mm-hmm. really I would is. definitely consider both of you friends. And it's cool that we got to all talk together tonight. It was a lot of fun having both of you on. So thank you both of you for showing You're very up. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone for listening. We will be back again next week. Of course, we have a guest for next week. I think next week is actually the last week we have booked. Maybe. Yeah, I think it is actually. So I got to start getting Tiff's secrets on how she books guests six months in advance before the next episode. But until then, have a great week, everybody. We will be back again next week. Goodbye. <laughs>